So again, congratulations on hitting that one-year milestone of Quintuple Aim Solutions. I think it's an amazing endeavor. And you mentioned early on that in order to be able to do some of these pivots and changes over your career, and probably also uh, including this one, that you've had a partner that had a stable job that could, you know, do the insurance and all the things and was very predictable. But for my listeners, what Dr. Alavi and I have neglected to share is that this is my spouse. Hello, I'm Nassim, and welcome to Becoming My Stronger Me, a podcast designed to help you become stronger in mind, body, and heart. Up until a few years ago, my journey was pretty linear, following a traditional path. And then, in a perfect storm of circumstances, I pivoted to pursue a more fulfilling and meaningful life. Join me as I share what I've learned about myself that's helped me to become my stronger me. This is my husband. And I'd like to transition the conversation now to talk about what it's like actually to have supported someone else in their journey to move from a very linear path in their career to a more non-traditional one, something that had a lot of unknowns, especially since you know me very well, uh, someone who is not so comfortable in these kinds of major changes and what that's like as the partner. So take us back to, I think it was probably late 2020 when we started to have the early, early conversations about the potential of shifting away from my then full-time job. And from your perspective, because I know my listeners have heard it from my perspective in all the different episodes uh, that I've shared, but from work, your perspective, what was that like? I think there's a couple of things, and I, I'm oftentimes very pragmatic about certain things and, and only in retrospect reflect on some of the uh, emotional components and, and so on. But very early on, I, uh, when you were looking to transition, uh, we looked at our finances and uh, I had a steady job, was bringing in a good good amount of money and, and I had equity and, and so on and so forth. So from a very pragmatic perspective of how is this going to impact our livelihood, you know, we worked that out and, and it wasn't uh, such a big deal at the time. Then I looked at the counterfactual, right? Like your current role, you were stressed, you weren't necessarily happy towards the end. And how can I support my spouse to my partner to become happy, to find their their strive in life, find, find their the music that they like apparently, and to have patience. So if I think about, you know, the very first couple conversations to the time you handed in your resignation, there was a lot of excitement uh, and, and so on. And then for those who, who have met you and, and have followed your journey, there's been cycles of every three to six months, new endeavors and fitness and higher educational uh, consulting and so on. And in each of those ups and downs and turns, it's so easy to think about how it's impacting everything at this very second. But now that we've had a couple of years of this, looking back, the only advice I would give myself is to be patient, that there is going to be a future me that's going to look back over the last two years or three years and say, 
hey, this has been an amazing ride. And don't get overly focused on what's happening this week. I'm almost speechless here because the decision-making as Reza has shared, and I'm going to start calling him Reza because in this section, he's my husband. So as Reza shared that, you know, that decision-making, and it's really interesting to hear, and we've not had this reflective conversation together about the process. So we're essentially airing this out loud in a recorded way for our listeners. But for me, that was a very hard time. You know, I wouldn't necessarily categorize it as a lot of excitement. I remember myself asking about the financials kind of over and over and over again, because for me, that was going to be something that, you know, was uncertain, especially going from the salary that I had to nothing, right? Really, literally giving it all up where I had for years been, quote unquote, the stable one, right? The one that made sure that the path was, you know, solid and stable and I was able to support you and watch you, you know, go through different endeavors and the roles then became reversed. Whereas now I'm in this I am probably going to be very uncertain and then you had to be the more stable one and carry that load. So could you talk a little bit about what was that for you in terms of that shift in role that we had had for so long and that dynamic that had worked for us, but now it needed to shift if we were really going to pursue me resigning. We have to remember that it was also the the early year of COVID, the, the lockdowns, the virtual schoolings. And, and I felt that our, our kids and family uh, really benefited from you having much more bandwidth. So uh, that was really amazing to uh, be comfortable uh, and not to say that I want to think about our kids, but like have to worry about their well-being through COVID and and all these things. And somebody was more primarily uh, thinking about that, planning things, making sure they're happy, engaging them, putting them in activities that were COVID compliant and, and so on and so forth. Sometime in the late uh, fall of 2021, uh, I had the opportunity to take on a new endeavor uh, where I was a more senior executive at a startup. Uh, this is a large startup, still had 2,500 employees. Um, but I knew that the work-life balance was going to be impossible in this role. So I was going to be putting in something between 78, 80 hours a week, every week. Uh, I was in that role for about nine, 10 months. And knowing that somebody else is able to take care of almost every other variable in our lives, and I can have this unfortunate or fortunate singularity of focus was a blessing. In terms of how we dealt with it, in terms of our dynamics and so on, there was uh, ups and downs and sideways and, and fun times and not so fun times. So I don't think looking back, I have any advice for others, but it was really a blessing in, in so many ways for our, our lives uh, when you made this decision to you know, get off the rat race of higher education. I do think it's worth sharing here that we very regularly since have had financial conversations, right? And I do think it's important to keep that check-in going, you know, how is it going? Because at any point, if 
this situation that we're in financially starts to become an issue that you want to get ahead of it. You want to have enough of a communication dialogue pattern of assessing it before it really is detrimental to somebody's lifestyle. And I think it's important. And I haven't in a lot of episodes necessarily spent a lot of time on the importance and kind of almost the luxury of in the moments, in the months leading up to me, us making this decision together, and then me really kind of putting in that resignation notice and going through all the journey that you've heard about in other episodes, the reality is at that point with the knowledge that we had, we were in a position where I could take the leap. And I know there are plenty of people who are listening or even future listeners who might do that assessment and come to a different conclusion about the timing of this kind of major life pivot. And so I do, while you're on, I mean, I think it's important for us to at least share a little bit of that kind of dialogue and the openness and the back and forth and the, you know, sometimes it's not very pleasant. And so as, as communication between spouses goes, sometimes it's a little bit more charged than other times, but making sure that the conversations are happening, making sure that both parties are aware of the finances. Yeah. And I, I think the initial transition had its set of variables. And then the second transition when I now I'm also doing entrepreneurial work has had its own, its own dynamics. And you mentioned health insurance. This was the first time where you and I had to buy health insurance on an individual exchange and have it not be subsidized by our employers. And uh, as many people know, health insurance is expensive. And then I realized that I didn't qualify for one of the things you guys qualify for. So just navigating the nuts and bolts of life of doing new things at times can add stress and anxiety and, and things that you got to work through. But you fast forward a year you know, we're both healthy and our kids are healthy and we all have insurance and a roof over our heads and uh, and everybody's uh, doing well. I, I can't imagine my road or, or our road is going to be identical to anybody else's. Not knowing what's around the corner is not as scary as, uh, as it seems. So one interesting thing that I have learned in talking to the partners of people who have supported them through change is that they learn things about themselves too in the journey of their spouse's change. So what would you reflect as a learning for yourself? Either what did you learn about yourself or about our dynamics that you'd like to share with the listeners? I think they need to have patience. Um, And there's many aspects to that, right? So if you come across something don't come to a quick conclusion and think that's going to be how it is and then add additional narratives to it, right? So looking back just over the last two, three years, we've had maybe eight different ups and downs and sideways, different dynamic changes. And if at any one of those times you think, well, this means this, or I'm going to conclude that I'm right about this aspect of things and then continue that narrative, I've found that that to be a mistake, right? So as much as possible to be able to have a longitudinal view, even if in that moment, 
that you're going through something that is brand new and seeming like the world is very different, um, both practically and emotionally. So in talking to you about this as maybe different than other partners is you and I have had an insight to the other people in our lives, some of them more little people, our children, who have been a part of this journey of change for both of us, right? So they existed uh, at different ages during all of the different kinds of changes that you were able to share earlier in the episode about your career path and career journey all the way till now owning your own business. But they've also existed and been part of my journey uh, through their lives of having a very, very stable job with a mom who tried to be as hands-on as possible. But the real reality of life is that not as hands-on as I can be now because I didn't have the same time flexibility or emotional and mental bandwidth to do some of the things that I volunteer at their schools or help with their homework or sit and talk with them about all sorts of things that are going on in their lives. What is your reflection on the impact that these changes that we've gone through has had on the people around us, whether it be our children or our more extended families? It's a, it's a good question, and I don't have a perfect answer uh, today because this is something that we're going to have to reflect back 10 years from now, 15 years from now, that if you have children in their kind of pivotal years of becoming teenagers and tweens and teenagers, having so much uh, of this type of change, um, I think uh, without oversharing too much, I think our youngest was quick to make conclusions and and uh, come up with his views of certain things, but that's that's what kids at younger ages do. Uh, I still have a problem with that at, at my age. I think about well, what what was I like at age thirteen or twelve? Pro- probably no different. So I'm not sure if we're seeing a response out of young teenagers. Would it have been much different? If we were working two W-2 jobs, we'd still be dealing with their evolution from being kids to tweens to teenagers and all the trials and tribulations that come with that. So I I don't know. Life is not like the movie Groundhog's Day where you get to see all the different flavors of how it turned out. I'm kind of happy with how our kids are doing, but I'm not sure they fully understand everything that you do. Uh, more importantly, and maybe they don't as well understand some of the uh, technical things that I'm working on. I think that's probably true, as you said, for people who are even working traditional jobs in their expertise space, right? So how much of that do we bring into the home? How much do we share the nuts and bolts and details of different things we're working on or things that we're thinking? I would say, at least for us, I'm really proud of how open we've been about the process. Even during the decision-making process for my resignation, we did talk to the kids about it. This was not a me and you conversation. I mean, they weren't in every conversation, but we did try to bring them in to share kind of what the situation was and why I would make such a change and how things might be different or not different uh, for them. And I think at least my reflection at the moment, and maybe this is that self-protective coping is I hope we did really good. I hope we haven't made a negative lasting impact. But at the end of the day, when 
you are following your passions and living as best you can in your values. You are learning along the way, both from your successes and your pitfalls and places that you've made a mistake. I'm not sure we can ask any more of ourselves or model anything else. You know, how it turns out, I think you're right that we won't really know whether this was a good idea for them or not. But I do think that we can probably look back and say, we made the best decision with the information we had at the time that we had it. And I, and I want to echo on the fact that we've involved them. I, our daughter has uh, interned on, on some of your initiatives that you've been leading. Our, our son comes into my office all the time and is engaged uh, recently, he made some slides that may go on our website uh, in the weeks to come. So they also, unlike going to the office and doing something very nine to five, they also get to uh, learn and participate and uh, endure some of the trials and tribulations of, of some of these things that we're doing. So uh, all data points can hopefully add value down the road. Well, as we're coming to a close... Um, I just wanted to open the floor to you for any uh, reflections, things we may not have covered that you want to make sure that we share for me or for our listeners. You know, I want to thank you for having this show and and helping others through their transitions. It's an opportunity that we don't always take to reflect on ourselves, our family, our our path, and, and having time to pause. Uh, reflect and check in with others on how it's going has been an amazing opportunity for me and uh, hopefully for for your listeners. So thank you for having me on and uh, uh, look forward to seeing you soon. As different than the rest of my episodes, I actually do want to take the chance now, the opportunity to thank you. You have been So why does someone get so emotional when they try to thank people? I'm not sure, but we're just going to let the listeners hear it because I think it's really important for them to hear the, how much gratitude I have, how I would not have been confident enough or bold enough to seek my passions two years ago. Had you not been who you are, been as supportive, been a model for not settling, not just being okay with the traditional path and always wanting to, you know, really live in your passions and grow. And you have been such a role model. And I know I don't tell you enough, but I'm so incredibly grateful and So I'm so incredibly grateful for all of the support um, that you've given over the years and even the, the down times and the bad times, you know, I think there have been substantially more good times. And I know other people in relationships of all kinds can agree that there is no perfect relationship, but there are partners that are perfect for you. And so I really appreciate you being that for me and supporting this incredible journey and wherever it's going to take us next. 
Join me in the Becoming My Stronger Me Facebook group as we talk about questions and reflections from this episode, or send me a message on Instagram at StrongerMe, sharing your story, your questions, your reflections. I'd love to hear from you. Let's learn from each other and build a supportive community so that you can become your stronger you.